Mondays.pop.com. It's Mondays with your host, Carl Franklin. This is Jeff Maciolik here in the studio with Carl, Richard Campbell, Karen Greenwald, and Mark Miller announcing show number 23. Oh, great. Another hour of poop humor and bad electronics. Mondays is produced by Plop Productions, providing professional audio and podcasting services online at www.pop.com. And now, the man who was separated at birth with a spatula, Carl Franklin. Ew. Yeah, that's just wrong. Who writes that stuff? Yeah, gee, Carl, who Jeff, does write that disgusting. stuff? you're disgusting. Hey, everybody, in the, everybody who listens to the show knows I'm not creative enough to come up with any of the weird-ass, creepy shit that you guys put in the intro. I think you guys just think it's creepy because you're thinking of something else. I mean, you don't know the real facts. Carl was born on a stove. He was stuck to it, and he used a spatula to get his little baby butt off of it. It's not that gross. And they just had to use a little, I can't believe it's not butter. Right. That's all. On my little right. butter. A little pan. A little sizzling on the butt is okay, right, Carl? <laughs> I guess so. You turned out normal. Yeah, only, oh, yeah. only they used olive oil instead because it was low in saturated fat. But anyway... Look what happened. I don't know how that happened from olive oil, but <laughs> this is an interesting show because Mark is the only one who's remote. Um, yeah. yeah I'm still a little here. sick from last week, if you recall. Yes. We thought you were sick last week, man. You are in a sick mood today. <laughs> Let me tell you, this is going to be a disturbing show. I thought I was in a pretty good mood today. Yeah, good can be sick, you know. I think good is usually sick. Different kind of sick. Well, Richard is here in the studio. Yeah, we're getting some FaceTime. There you go. That's right. And Karen is back. I'm back. We've been missing you, Karen. I was, yeah, not here. Missing I'm sorry. Actually, it's not got- entirely your fault because uh, uh, I, I told you I sent you an email, but your <clears throat> email address wasn't on the alias. <clears throat> Very nice. Very nice. So you sent an email to an alias with no email address. Well, no. Uh, yeah, everybody well, else got it, but her <laughs> email oh. wasn't on it. Oh. And then we were like, Karen, you didn't get the email. And oh. none of us noticed that her name wasn't in the list. Well, you would have no way of knowing. <laughs> yeah, it just says the list name. Oh, oh yeah. No, I'm sorry. And 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 before that, it was I had drama that's so unfunny. So we'll leave it. But anyway, here I am. I'm back. Yay. And we're glad to have you yeah. back. Happy, happy. Yeah, and Karen isn't the only one who's back. Uh, my girlfriend, Shifty. Is- Thank God. Is, is Thank God. For those Man. of you who have not been following the story, uh, Jeff has <laughs> been keeping you know the little little tiny critters in his body. They have not been freed yet. But now that Shifty's back, they can run free. As and, I said, Mark has a lack of class today that really exceeds himself. Right now, she, Shifty is actually in the studio, and she is blushing and laughing at the same time. She doesn't know <laughs> quite what to do about yeah. this. <laughs> She's giving, making faces. <laughs> well, we're going to start this show outright with a little segment we call The Week in Geek. Every week, 
I uh, scan the internet and look for the funniest, geekiest, wackiest stories. And, and actually, these are all true stories. And we just, you know, embellish them a little bit for your pleasure as a service to you. Story number one. The Associated Press is reporting that beginning June 21st, the Orlando airport will let travelers pay $80 a year for a card that guarantees an exclusive security line and the promise of no random secondary pat-down. No pat-down? Yeah, that's no, it's absolutely, absolutely true. You can, for 80 bucks, you can buy this card. Gets you right in, sort of like a, a, the fast lane. And uh, incredibly, for $200, you can bring a knife on board the plane. So that's, <laughs> that's a good deal. Now, did you have to get two of those if you want to bring two knives on the plane? Absolutely. Or? It's oh. a sliding scale. Well, what about nail clippers? Can I get nail clippers in under that knife? You're going to have to ask Donald Rumsfeld. But anyway, second story from Reuters. Apple Computer has agreed to extend warranties and issue credits to consumers who had battery problems with older versions of the iPod digital music player under a proposed class action settlement, a plaintiff's lawyer said on Thursday. Consumers entitled to make a claim include anyone whose iPod played 50% or less than advertised or whose batteries failed over time, Gibbs said, adding that the claimants who sue because their iPods only play crap are not eligible for reimbursement. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I want to be reimbursed for people whose other other people whose iPods play crap. How do you hear them though? Well, you know, in their car oh, when okay. they're listening on loud headphones. You know, it's like trickle down crap economics yeah, is it how is. it works. Everybody gets the results of their crap listening, which is their behavior. Anyway, uh, story number three: Many of the latest designs in mouse technology were on display this week at Computex the world's second-largest computer trade show in Taipei. The most advanced devices sported ultra-precision optical and laser technology, allowing them to glide across unconventional services like suede, stone, and even human skin, and do everything from storing files to giving... Mes- uh, to giving oh, that is true. To giving massages. Oh! I was going to say messages, but it's massages. The most popular mouse this year, called the Hong Kong Double Dong, has been a favorite of locals ever since late 2002. <laughs> <laughs> so what is that? Is that like is that like USB or is it Bluetooth? Uh, no. It's so, blue something. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> okay. Next story. Finally, actually. From the Associated Press, Tropicana Products Incorporated has agreed to remove claims from their advertising that state that its healthy heart, orange juice, will reduce the risk of heart disease and stroke under a settlement reached with the Federal Trade Commission on Thursday. The FTC had alleged that Tropicana misled consumers with claims that drinking two to three glasses a day of its healthy heart brand orange juice would produce dramatic effects on blood pressure and cholesterol. So, uh, Mr. Schmeckel, how do you explain that your company willingly misled the public into believing that drinking your orange juice would reduce anyone? Okay, we did not. All all right. Well, your company agreed to stop the claims of health benefits. If there is no problem, why stop? Uh, Okay, let me explain it to you in Bro-Magnon terms, so your Monday's audience will have a chance of understanding slightly greater than Schrodinger's bugs. Producing a cat that's not pushing up daisies. <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> All right, well, the whole thing about orange juice preventing heart disease was uh, pretty much a guess. 
Yes. Yes, again. Yes. Of course, now that I'm on the project with the induction of a proper scientific method of operation, <laughs> hypothesis, we're now in a position to count the newly discovered health benefits of healthy heart orange juice. Did you say newly discovered health benefits? Yes. For hmm. example, let's say you have a really hot fever. Say... 313 Kelvin. 313 Kelvin? Yes, Kelvin. Didn't you go to school or did you spend your childhood eating freaking Big Macs? Jeez, girls. They're watching Street's Company. (laughs) You're speaking to me, man. Street's Company. But did you call me Kelvin? What are you saying, man? Can I play up the train? Jesus, Marge! Marge, give me my slide rule, please! Thank you. All right, to 315 all right, so say you have a fever, 40 Celsius. You can actually take that uh, are you, Wait, are you saying juice. that... Hold on, hold on, Mr. Smeggle. Are you saying that drinking orange juice will reduce a fever? Did I say you drink it? No, you don't drink it. You take it out of the fridge and apply it to your head. Are there any other health benefits from, from this orange juice? Yes, we found that drinking orange juice actually cures phallus lasidious. What? Uh, genitalia subtractus. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> <you> wobbles. <laughs> I'm having a little bit of trouble understanding what you you're trying up, to say. Right? <laughs> you Wait, are you telling me that drinking healthy heart orange juice is, is a cure for erectile dysfunction? Yes, that's what I said. Didn't you hear what I said? But actually, we're going to rename the product now that we've discovered this new property for healthy heart orange juice. The healthy heart on our <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for talking to us, Mr. Uh, Smicky. And that is You know, Mark, you you got some problems with your pronunciation. I I think he's he's starting to take offense to that. You know, he reminds me of that other guy we interviewed. He does on that uh, Skintronics thing. I'm not really seeing it. Scientists are all the same. Yeah, they all look the same to me. Six of one. Okay. Uh, Well, anyway. So uh, before we get started, let me ask you guys what uh, what your week was like, Richard. What what did you do this week? Well, I was uh, I was at a conference in the Netherlands, and uh, you know, actually, Mark was there too. That's right. Oh, yeah, I was there with right. Richard. Yeah, we had a we had a, an interesting time there. Two things of note happened at the conference. Uh, I don't know, Richard. I don't know if you want to tell a story. If you want, you want me to uh, to talk about it a bit. What me drinking a beer out of a boot. <laughs> yeah, actually, that was there were three Ugh. things of note at this conference. It, it, it was a glass Heineken boot. It held two liters of beer. Two liters. Yes. Two liters. Yes. Did yes. you drink the whole thing? I drank the whole thing. Did you remain Ooh. clothed? I remained clothed, yes. <laughs> Good bet, for you. Went back for a few more beers. I came to the bar and just said, well, I've only had one. That's true. Uh, the other thing of note was that they, um, um, the, at the end of the conference, they do this thing called uh, the Holland Tour where they take the speakers on and we go to fun stuff. And it's a surprise event. And, and uh, although uh, word of what the event was uh, started uh, spreading quickly, um, the event was paintball. And the reason it mm. started spreading quickly is because the other speakers all hate me. And... <laughs> it, ha- it happened to be that I, I ended up being on the other team and uh... – and, well, uh, well, but but beforehand, I don't know if you know this or not, Richard, but all the speakers were coming up to me and they were saying, "I got a paintball with your name on it." 
you're going down. And the thing is, this is absolutely true. And I mean, uh, my experience, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that kind of tends to piss people off. But in, <laughs> but, yeah. But in social situations, there's nothing they can do, right? But if you get a lot of people plus me and start distributing weapons, they, <laughs> these, these passive aggressive what they do is they start pointing them at me, right? Aggressive doesn't feel so passive at that point, does no, it? I know. They're just like, oh, I guess it's okay if I pull the trigger at Mark. So so anyway, I was reluctant to play, but ultimately I decided, okay, what the heck, I'll play. They must listen to the show. No, they just hate me. It's just a natural thing, man. So anyway, I'm 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 playing and and all of my teammates were really bummed. We divided and we're divided into two teams. Everybody on my team was all sad because they theoretically couldn't hit me. But then the the instructor reminded them there was such a thing as friendly fire, and they all got happy again. So, Oops. so then so then it's like you know the thing is is you know I'm I'm like you know you know I get this you know you put a weapon in my hand I become like Mister you know psycho super spy guy and I'm like you know picking everybody off and. And uh, and our team's down to like I think three people, and one of them is uh, is is up in the tower. His name is Chad Howard, and he I hear him yell. He's defending the tower, and I'm down with his other girl. I'm I'm saying, how many people are are left? She goes, just me and you and the guy up there. And like the other team is advancing on us, and I hear Chad yell out, my gun's jammed. I know how to I know how to free the gun, so I say, oh, you know, I'll help you, Chad. So I go running from you know our bush over to the tower. I think there's only like two guys from the other team. As I'm running, all of these paintballs are shooting. From Back behind me, there are they're four of us. by me. Nothing's hitting me, but just going fizz, 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 just breaking through the leaves. I make it around the back, and I'm like, okay, I get around the back. I hit the ladder. I start climbing up fast, and now from the ladder, this is a whole other angle now. Paintballs are shooting left and right, splattering against the ladder. I make it up. I go flatten myself, my body down against the, the this this first level of the tower. Chad's up above me, one level. I start you know laying down some suppression fire, and. And I'm, you know, I'm noticing guys are starting to move around. I'm starting to realize there are about six or seven or eight or nine of the other team. Guys, and they're all shooting around me. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, like, like paintballs start blistering in through the right side of the, of the thing, just by my face. And I just slam my body against the floor. I'm shooting left. I'm shooting right. And these guys are like up on their toes, like, you know, so they can angle in on me and they get me to my side and they hit me. So anyway, that was my, my anticlimactic so story nailed. of the day. <laughs> So that was the second thing that was interesting. And then the third thing was a woman said to me, another, a female speaker said to me the following words. She said, that was the meanest thing that anybody has ever said to me in my entire life. <laughs> what did you say? Well, let me give you some, some background. It was actually Michelle, who's been on the show before. Ah. She was... I think she was under like some sleep deprivation, serious sleep deprivation, but she was like, she was like going on and on and blah, 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 And she's smiling and she's using her hand gestures and blah, 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 blah. And then I said to her, you know, gee, Michelle, I don't know if it's your voice or if it's me, but I just want to go to sleep. Because you are boring as hell right now. And so anyway. Could be more boring than that freaking story about paintball. Jesus. Yeah, hello, like Pot. Well, this could, is the kettle. You, you have the power <laughs> to edit. Well, I, did I tell you I found $200 at the end of that story? No. Uh, I, well, okay. So there you go. <laughs> you have now. There you go. <laughs> Mix that in, man. Wow. Awesome so anyway, story. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you the story then. 
We, we, le- we left out the part where we kept wiping the floor with his team and he eventually had to go to the heavy weapons section of the uh, uh, that's the true. Yeah, facility. well, I, you know, we were only sp- I was supposed to use the regular paint guns, but I pulled out the paint tank and started shooting <laughs> big-ass paintballs at those fuckers. What Mark lacks in military strategy, he makes up for in sheer volume. <laughs> All right, so we're done. Okay. We're done with my little vacation. Well, it sounds like you had a good time. I like the Dutch, though. They're a lot nicer than they are over here in the States, man. They're just very, everybody's very polite. You mean polite. The, the Dutch there are nicer than the Dutch here in the United States? No, no, States? no. The, just the Dutch people in general are very polite, <laughs> much nicer than Dutch. people in general in the United States, at least in L.A. where I'm from. I mean, over here, everybody's carrying guns. I mean, I went to my, my physical last week, and even my doctor had weapons, you know? Mm. Well, don't, you know how to handle a weapon, though, don't you? I do. In real life? Yeah. I know how to handle a weapon. I mean, it's funny because it's like we're in there and he like calls his other guy and says, hey, I was here first. He pulls out a gun. He says, you're going to sit down right there. <laughs> I, I, I like pull out my weapon and it's like this John Woo standoff in the waiting room. And everybody's got guns out. I'm like thinking, Jesus, man. The doctor's thinking, yeah, it's better to say. I mean, even for the doctors in L.A., it's shoot first, ask questions later. <laughs> Weren't you in the Army or something, Mark? That was in the Air Force, man. Air Force? You were in the Air Force? Yeah. For real? How, how'd you get out? For real, man. Well, they they said I was insane or something like that. <laughs> Section eight. Actually, the story of me leaving the air. I was in the Air Force Academy, and when I left, I was like, you know, in such a hurry to get out of there. I was driving my Mazda <laughs> RX-7 at about – my, my wife My wife always makes fun of me because she says, uh, Mazda RX-7 as opposed to some other RX-7, <laughs> some other model. The Fiat RX-7. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I was driving my Mazda – yeah, Volkswagen made an RX-7. It was a little-known production model in 78. You know, I actually had a Yugo RX-7 for a while. <laughs> I understand, you know. Hyundai. She thinks she's so smart about cars, but she really isn't. So anyway, I'm driving my Mazda RX-7 at about 135 on the freeway. And I think this is back when the speed limit was 55. And, uh, you know, I, I believe that it's okay to drive at whatever speed. Oh, geez, I'm, this is going to be played back in a court, I know. <laughs> but, but, but I believe at this time in my life, but not later when I'm arrested for speeding, but right now, <laughs> I, I believe that it's okay to drive at whatever speed you want as long as you're safe, right? So right. I'm just whizzing in and out of cars, you know, at twice the speed of sound, you know, assuming sound is going at 65 miles per hour. I need to check that. But, but at, all of a sudden, way, way back in my rearview mirror, I see a cop and I'm like, oh, crap. And I'm right next to the Utah border. And I'm like, oh, I can maybe make it into the border just barely before he catches up with me. And maybe it'll be okay. So he catches up really, really fast. I slow it, of course, down to like 75, you know, or less. And I'm down to like 55. And I'm making it into the approaching the Utah border. And it's like maybe 300 feet in front of me and he's right on my ass <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm down to like 20 miles per hour hey mark um it, does he have his lights on or is he just riding your ass oh no he's got his lights on man I <laughs> so just, so you're, you're not pulling over and he's he, got his lights on he's got his lights on but he's not he's not right behind me though he's like he's like about three quarters of a mile back so you got plausible deniability here yo i didn't know he was after me that's why i didn't pull over right no yeah. no, no 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 yeah he's he's not right on my ass he's okay. way way far behind but but i and i'm like about a mile away from the border okay. and, and so 
And so I am trying to I, I I'm trying to basically all I want to do is just get across the border, yeah. just like a foot. Right. That's all I need to do. But I, <laughs> you know, stop, but get just stop on the other side of the sign. So so he's he he catches up to me, and I'm still like about 300 feet away from the border, and we're going about 20 miles per hour now. I'm really I'm slowing down so slowly. The sign's just you know it's like can't get any. It's not even far, getting <laughs> very close, very as fast as I want it to be. <laughs> Finally, I think at about I think I'm about 110 feet away, and I'm going at about eight miles an hour. <laughs> I'm just trying to I'm just trying to slow down as slowly as possible. And finally, I can tell he's getting really pissed off, so I like finally stop, and I'm about 80 feet from the border. I mean, the sign is like right. I can taste it. <laughs> he comes up to me and he goes, "Where are you going in such a hurry?" And I say, "Utah." You know, I point the sign. <laughs> what <are> Utah, man. <laughs> He says, "Guess how fast you was you were driving," and I'm like, "I'm like I wasn't prepared for a game show." Um, I like I go I go seventy five, and he says, "Try eighty five, Mister," and I'm like. 85. Phew. That's, that's like a full 50 less than what I thought I was going off. So I really appreciate that. Boy, Mark, you got to so work on your anyway. verbal skills here with police officers. Brilliant, brilliant, man. So anyway, that's the essence of that. That's the essence, at least the funny part of that story. God. There's a little more, but that's it. The part where he, arrested. He, we threw you on the ground and handcuffed you. You left that no, part No, no, no. He goes, he comes back a little later. He says, uh, well, uh, you're going to have to give me, since you're out of state, we're gonna, you're going to have to give me $50. I said, <laughs> I said, what? I totally felt it was, I thought it was a scam for sure. It really smelled like a scam to me. So you have to give me $50 or I'm going to have to take you in right now. And I'm like, he says, because basically the argument is because I'm out of state, I'm not, they don't have any guarantee that I'm going to go to court. Right. Right. So they want me to pay $50 right now, the fine. So uh, that's called extortion. That's well, what it is. I really felt it was. Uh, but you know, I was looking at him and I was like, thinking, I'm going to memorize your badge number, buddy. But you know, just in case, but because I, had, I was leaving the Academy, I had all my money with me and I had right underneath the, um, uh, the, the little covering over the stick shift. I lifted that up and I had a wad of fifties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he sees that he's so pissed off and he's like, Oh, the other thing that was kind of funny is while he's writing me the ticket, I got out of the car and I was leaning against the hood and this other arc seven had a, had an oil leak problem. So it was totally smoking out of the hood. <laughs> Just totally smoking, but it wasn't on fire. I knew it was not a problem, not like the other on fire thing. But I was like, I was just eating chocolate chip cookies while he was writing up my ticket. I was so pissed that I was just nonchalantly leaning against the hood of the car, smoking up. So anyway, I gave him the 50 and he gave me a little receipt and it ended up showing up on my record. So I, I believe the whole thing was real. Why didn't you give him a couple more 50 so you could take off and get some speed again? There you go. <laughs> Give him get, take off and what? Just give him a couple more fifty. Says this is for the tickets I'm about to get. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. In the next hundred feet, as I pull off toward, towards Utah, wasn't the oil leak smelly and nasty? Yeah, it wasn't good. And so also, you were eating chocolate yeah, chip cookies while it was all smelly no, 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 and oily. It was, not, it was not that bad. And it was yeah, just Karen. Was, I, I, I'm surprised. That was. I was thinking that. I was like, this, no, I can't ew. ask that question. That's and just you, too ew. weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, Chuck, Jeff. And, and, and oil is black, and chocolate chip cookies are black. Yeah, and, you know, it's like it's, it would just turn me off in a big way. That's exactly right, no, Jeff. No, no, You're no, right. no, no, no. The, the You're oil right leak was coming out another side of the hood. It was. It was all clean. Okay. More evidence that Jeff and Karen are gravitating toward each other. I don't know. Is, is Flicky still in there? Is Flicky still there? And then, uh, I mean, Slippy. 
What's her name? Sloopy. Sloopy? Hang on, Sloopy. Sloppy? Hang on. He's never going to let us go. No. Are you done? Okay, for the love of God, stop talking, Mr. Miller. I just just want to go to sleep. Yeah, just so you guys know, this show has been so good that Shifty just fell asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Wake up, Shifty. Dude, she's on she's she's on Canadian time zone. That's where she just came from, right? Oh, she came from China. <laughs> yeah, oh, it was the other country that began with a C, sorry. <laughs> China, Canada, same thing. Cambodia. All right. All right, let's quickly, quickly get out of this mess and get to Karen Greenwald with Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'd like to explain that for anybody who hasn't been listening. Karen used to run a segment. Hey, I'm, I, I'm on the show. I get to say things now and then. Karen used to have a segment called uh, Girl on Film. And uh, the on film part's gone, so now it's just... Girl. Girl. Thank you. Girl. Not girl on. Girl. Just girl. Just girl. <laughs> right. I like the girl on girl thing, though. Hold on a minute. I'm going to imagine a bit. Uh, you do that with your left hand or your right uh, hand? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And on that note, uh. something big is happening, boys, in the world of um, your world of you know nerdiness. Oh, ah. hey. uh, yes. Well, you've heard, no doubt, about <laughs> <laughs> ah. the operation. Yes. <laughs> oh God. No, it's on TV. There's okay. a new show on TV that's the brainchild of the legendary Aston Kutcher called Beauty and the Geek. Have you heard of what? this? What? No, I no. Oh, yeah. It's called Beauty and the Geek. The premise of the show is that beautiful yet academically challenged women are paired off with brilliant yet socially retarded men <laughs> to face challenges and be eliminated until the last couple wins $250,000. Now, the qualifying Wonderful. elements to be a beauty are what you would expect, right? Beer, spokes model, lingerie model, life-size Barbie model. (laughs) I'm totally not even making that up. (laughs) But the qualifying element to be a geek, it's somewhat more opaque. Never been kissed, 29-year-old virgin. I'm good good with that. Vice president of the Dukes of Hazard fan club. And that qualifies you for something. I don't even know what that is. I don't think that's geekiness. No, I don't either. But especially if you're just the vice president, you're putting that much time in and you're still just the vice president of the Dukes of Hazard fan club. The Dukes of Hazard. Mama's going to be proud about that. Mama's proud. Um, But anyway, but I think that you guys, as a bunch of nerds, that you are, you need to stand up and say that does not qualify for a geek. Not getting any ass does not a, a geek make. There are so many other qualities that contribute to your overall nerdiness, That's and these right. guys, they're totally geek wannabes. One of these guys who is actually hot plays the guitar and lifts weights, and he's trying to pass himself off as a geek. Please, I think he should be ashamed of himself, <laughs> calling himself a geek when he could easily walk into any room and have a conversation with anyone without the slightest. Hint of smug superiority about his obviously superior intellect (laughs) (laughs) or without that fidgety awkwardness that's the hallmark of a real geek. He's such a poser. (laughs) You guys totally kick his ass in nerdiness. And you could have your ass kicked by him, (laughs) faker. (laughs) But the real point of the whole show is that you can watch it when you're feeling low to feel, you know, cocky and superior. 
Oh, good. Last night, there was one geek, and he's gyrating around in this bizarre staccato fashion, and he got so nervous at the dance contest that his nose started to bleed everywhere. (laughs) I thought that only happened in Japanese animation. I didn't know this was a real phenomenon. (laughs) No, it did happen. It was hysterically funny, but I pictured white guys all across America turning to their wives and saying, at least I'm not that bad. (laughs) (laughs) Except for the one guy who was doing it when he was watching himself on the show, he didn't say that. (laughs) I don't think he watched himself on that show. The best part of the show is when the beauties are quizzed on the general information. And last night, the question was, who was the president of the United States during the Civil War? And when she answered Hoover, the host says, no, it was Abraham Lincoln. And she hits her head and goes, oh, that's right, D-Day. So I was feeling pretty good about myself because I may not be a life-size Barbie model, but I know that Virginia is geographically to the east of West Virginia, which is apparently not as obvious as it sounds. So that was my little tryst with the world of geek this week. Um, But I also thought that I would bring you up to date on this week in women. Oh, cool. Because the female perspective is what uh, we need here. The, well, and women have been prominently featured in the news this week. The okay. Borgata Casino in Vegas has instituted a policy for the women who work in the cocktail lounge. When signing on with the Borgata, these women agreed to an hourglass clause, stating that they had to maintain an hourglass figure. Since then, however, the Borgata has specified that its female employees must gain no more than 7% of their body weight or they will be suspended without pay until such a time as they can return to their original body weight at the time of their hire. Many employees are outraged by this clause, stating that it is an unrealistic standard. For many of these women, 7% can mean just 7 pounds of fluctuation, which can be a normal weight change for a variety of reasons. Hmm. One waitress said that this is a sexist and ageist policy. Sexist because it applies to only women, although no men are actually employed in the Borgata Lounge. (laughs) (laughs) And ageist because moderate weight gain occurs naturally with age. Now, here's the thing. These women sought out a career as a Borgata babe. Mm-hmm. They entered this career knowing that the uniform consisted of little more than a thong and a glorified pasty. <laughs> <laughs> These are women who followed their dreams and fulfilled the destiny as a casino cocktail waitress in fishnets and heels. Yeah. <laughs> I find it a little difficult to swallow hard- hardline feminism from women who interviewed for their job in a bikini. <laughs> Come on, girls. I know we're where you're going with this, but not for a job as a cocktail waitress. Come on, there are so many battles to fight. Would Susan B. Anthony look at you getting your ass pinched by the high rollers and be like, that was what we were fighting for. That's it. You said you agreed to maintain an hourglass figure, so are you just pissed off about percentages? Is 7% just the last straw? Maybe they just can't figure out percentages. That's entirely possible. Maybe they have hourglasses designed by Jackson Pollock. (laughs) Ouch. <laughs> you have a problem. You have no problem with shaving up to your neck for your job. Seven percent pisses you off, and, and there's nothing against this policy. There's nothing ageist about it. Seven percent policy is irrelevant. The Borgata's going to fire your ass before you're forty years old because you're too old to be a hottie. That's not ageist. That's eight. That is ageist, not seven percent. So, ladies. 
You want to be treated with respect? Be a writer or a surgeon or even a waitress who keeps clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> but don't be a Borgata babe and then bitch about what that means. Right. Own what you are and it's short life expectancy. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Wait, I am not done. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I have one. I, Another Mike, Mike, note. Oh, wait a minute. Sharon She's is not done. She's not even 7% through this. <laughs> I'm not even 7% through this thing. <laughs> in other news about women's bodies, actress Lindsay Lohan and Nicole Richie have been criticized in, on every magazine for becoming too thin. Richie is said to weigh only 97 pounds, and Lohan now has a 24 inch waist. Have now, a sandwich. Yeah. Wait, but the thing is. I got maybe a thigh I bigger than that. Turned, <laughs> inches. So maybe I turned around and I wasn't looking for a while there, but I'm almost positive that that was an aspiration. I'm, I'm also yeah. pretty sure that just 10 pounds ago, Richie was being referred to as Paris Hilton's chubby sidekick, <laughs> and Lohan was adorable for her baby fat. 10 yeah. pounds ago, which I guess leads us to believe that Perfect is on, a window only 0.8 pounds on either side of Angelina Jolie. <laughs> but... In more positive news. <laughs> more positive than this. <laughs> what could be more positive than Angelina Jolie? Danica hot, Patrick. Man. Yeah, right. Danica Patrick kicked ass in the Indy 500, coming in fourth as a rookie. And this was truly an accomplishment for Danica Patrick, which I love that name. Um, as she was able to complete the race while applying makeup and talking on a cell phone. <laughs> She's been criticized because... <laughs> Take that, Mario. Damn. <laughs> Danica Patrick has been criticized because her gender provides an advantage because of her low body rate. The one Indy 500 official said weight has nothing to do with her accomplishment. She's a very skilled driver. The only thing gender has to do with it is that she was the only one who stopped to ask for directions. Oh. At it, least. It's down the road. Turn left, baby. <laughs> and then keep turning left. And left. And left. left, and, and, left, left. and left. At least Danica Patrick qualifies for to be a Borgata babe. <laughs> in the last piece of women in the news Australian beauty school beauty Chappelle Corby was sentenced to 20 years in an Indonesian prison for possession of marijuana this week the marijuana was discovered in a Bali airport when Corey arrived for vacation she denies any knowledge of this and claims that she is a victim of a, of a setup hmm. actor Russell Crowe has come to the defense of his fellow Australian and claims that it is an outrage for the Australian government to sit by while a young lady rots in a foreign prison. Crow says that he will stand by Corby for as long as it takes for her to be reprieved of this horrible fate. Unless, of course, she gains more than 7% of her body weight. <laughs> <laughs> thereby rendering herself inconsequential. Oh, yes. Yeah. And that was Girl. Woo! Awesome. That was great, Karen. Yeah, I want to know if they've got a scale at this at this lounge or what. They do. They do. They actually weigh them in. Yeah. Wow. Really? <laughs> yeah. And if you have a, if you have a um, problem, like you know, you have some kind of issue medically, and so they can't fire you, they just put you in an obvious maternity dress until you drop that seven pounds. Wow. <laughs> what? You know, uh, now, now that you're doing sort of these feminist take uh, uh, rants and stuff, I wonder if Gloria Steinem will listen to Mondays. Oh, there I'm you sure. Go. I'm sure she's right on that. That's totally at the top of her list. Because Gloria Steinem is a huge fan of poop humor, I hear. That's right, yeah. And geek, Karen, geek you know, you've been gone too, I haven't done any poop humor or gay humor in like the longest time. Maybe I bring it out in you, Mark. There Just you for go. you, man. No, I did it for you. You said, you know, you said to me the other show, you said, 
Don't do that anymore, man. Poopy stuff. I didn't say that. I just wanted that poopy stuff. It grosses me out because I actually think about what you say. Yeah, I do take poopy a little too literally. You know, you know, it's just uh, amazing the things that you you think about when you go home and write versus the things that we think about. You know, geez, I mean, look at me, man. You know, do I think about the last ten pounds? You know. The last 10 pounds was tonight's dinner. Well, yeah. That's the thing. But they, they can be fired for seven pounds, which could be like a party weekend in Tijuana. Absolutely. That Heineken beer. I drank two liters of beer. That's five <laughs> that's pounds right. right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. Very funny. And now to bring you the news of the people making the news that are dumber than you and dumber than me. It's Mark Miller. Thanks, Carl. You, Carl. I have uh, one story today uh, of uh, someone dumber than me, and uh, the reason I didn't do more is I, there's a little bit of a personal tragedy that's happened in my life. I'll, I'll share that a little bit with oh, you after man. this one story, that but sucks. I don't want to bum me out yet. Let's do the first story. It is called Vader on Crack. <laughs> Um, this story is dedicated to all the, those idiots out there who think that Star Wars isn't real and you know who you are. <laughs> On the those evening bastards. of May 21st at the Showplace 8 movie theater in Springfield, Illinois, it was quiet. Too quiet. That is, until the theater employees were paid a surprise visit by none other than the master of evil himself, Lord Darth Vader. Ooh. Woo! According to Springfield Police Lieutenant Doug Williams, Darth Vader walked in at 9.15 p.m. The little orphan Annie gone bad made his way. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's terrible. Annie. God. Wow, Mark. You always, always wait a while while you figure that one out. <laughs> Richard had laughed. The little orphan I'd Annie gone it. bad made his way behind. Sorry. You can't even say it straight. It's pretty fucking ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> it's ridiculous. I can't believe you made that up, man. That's insane. Sorry. I'm, I'm going to journalism school, man. Give me a break, all right? <laughs> trying to, try to learn how to write like the pros. Okay. The little orphan Annie gone bad made his way behind the counter of the front cashier area, used his force powers to shove an employee aside, and then grabbed an undisclosed amount of money from the register drawer. Employees mm. at the Showplace 8 reportedly heard heavy breathing sounds coming from behind the mask. <laughs> Ro Robbie Winslow, a 19-year-old newly hired manager in charge of Golden Flavoring, <laughs> reportedly tried to stop Vader from leaving. Winslow said, said that Vader approached him, waved his fingers, and then yelled, I am not the Sith you are looking for. <laughs> Winslow said, Vader came at me and started hitting me with one of those red plastic lightsaber toys. <laughs> he pushed me down and then kept whacking my arm repeatedly with that thing. What an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> this guy's a real <laughs> nut though <laughs> I can't compose myself oh, I'm gonna die here uh, but the force was with Robbie Winslow that night because the plastic saber failed to tear through the flesh realizing <laughs> 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 
<laughs> what are you all smoking, man? Uh, sorry, man. Realizing that his midi-chlorine count was not what it used to be, Vader reportedly fled the theater, escaping into a nearby wooded area, where a shuttle transport was no doubt waiting to take him to the Endor moon. <laughs> Darth Vader is approximately six feet tall and weighs 150 pounds. Lieutenant Williams said the evil Sith Lord also wore a bright green money belt in addition to his all-black ensemble. <laughs> Great. Springfield police say they have no leads and ask that if you have any information in this case to please contact them. Oh. <laughs> Carl, we have three dubious dealers of dumb in this story. <laughs> First, the obvious. Mr. Vader. <laughs> you... <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be fun. <laughs> well, to whatever it is here, that we've Kai. been smoking, Carl seems to have gotten into it. <laughs> so I've never heard Mark crack himself up before. <laughs> I'm sorry, this guy's such an idiot. <laughs> He's just completely unprepared for the level of stupidity here. <laughs> oh, Jeff, you should read the rest of it. <laughs> Okay. We have three <laughs> dealers of dumb here in this story. Here we go. One of First them is Mark Miller for being unable to complete the story by himself. I'm working oh, on it, man. <laughs> Mr. Vader, you heavy breathing, force pushing, saber whacking, whipping boy of the Emperor. Dude, do you really think you were going to be recognized at the theater? Your picture's right out front. <laughs> 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 Lieutenant Williams No leads What are you guys Complete idiots It's Darth Vader He's got an Imperial shuttle And sometimes He drives a modified TIE fighter he, He's got a metal arm And two metal legs And that Darth Vader thing it, It's just an alias He also answers By the name Anakin Skywalker And he's really pissed off All the time I mean, you've got to have them in your mugshot list. Oh, and check your DNA databases. Midi-chlorines are off the scale. So if you sort by that, you should be up on the top. Jeez, do I have to do all your detective work for you? And finally, to 19-year-old Robbie Winslow. Hey, what the f*** is golden flavoring anyway? <laughs> Dude, oh, trying to stop the Darthinator is about as smart as sucking your brains out of your ass. Whoa. In other words, don't do it without adult supervision. Dude, he's got force powers and mind tricks that can make you think you're a Gungan f***ing Wookiee. So, Mr. Vader, Lieutenant Williams, and Mr. Winslow, you sirs. Not dumber than me. <laughs> yeah. And oh. now I have some, as I mentioned before at the start, I do have some unhappy personal news to share. Um, tragedy has struck the Miller family. And to my friends who are listening to, to this, you probably have guessed by now that our worst fears have been realized. Oh, no. Yes, Carl, it's true. My son has stepped over to the dark side. Oh, oh man. man. You know that he was uh, kind of a wild kid, and, you know, we got him that uh, that Lego Star Wars, and this game allows you to pick what character, and he's always going for, like, Darth Maul or Darth Sidious or something like that. I'm so sorry. 
Yes. It's, so he, he's totally gone over to the dark side and, you know, like we, we'll, we'll play with our little lightsabers. Our, we, we use uh, paper towels wrapped in uh, tin foil or uh, aluminum and uh, uh, we'll be fighting and, and he'll be, you know, always trying to get me to come over to the dark side to join him. And he'll be like, you know, join me now and we can rule the universe as son and father. And I say, you mean father and son? He says, son and father, son and father. <laughs> so anyway, that's my little bit of tragic personal that's news. really terrible, Mark. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. My, my condolences. Yeah. Yeah, like I say, it's tragic. But, you know, me and my wife and I were trying to support his alternate lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what that means then. It's time for toys. Richard. In my living room. 39 speakers in my living room. Well, you know, I almost interrupted Carl's segment when I heard him talking about those special mice because I've got a special mouse for you, and it's my USB bad Japanese toy of the week. Japanese toy? Japanese Did you call it Japanese? Japanese. Is that a loud Japanese toy? It's Turning a Japanese I'm <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like the term japanoid. Shrinkster.com slash 5P is in Papa 4. Shrinkster.com slash 5P4. 5P4. Takes you to Thanko, which has the rare mono shop. What the hell? All right. Get oh my this. God. It's a mouse, right? It's like an EKG thing or it's something. An, it's a mouse with an EMS or basically a muscle stimulator pads that you plug into it. Oh man! For what purpose? Well, for twitching muscles. But now, is it? What does the mouse have to do with it? That's a very good question. Because you could just put on the twitchers, right? And then they're going to twitch. But you, you got to plug them into something, and this allows you to plug them into a <laughs> USB port oh. and drive your mouse at the same time. What I really find interesting is the possibility, and I haven't translated this well enough Gift to figure package. it out. Package. Yeah, that's a good idea. Why like is the everybody idea naked to- in this shot? <laughs> Well, do you want them to put them on over their clothes? Well, but couldn't they put them on, like, you know, with clothes on? No. What's this all about? God damn it. On naked parts? I need to know. What is this? Oh, man. It's just wrong. This is is the point (laughs) at which the Japanoid toys now frighten me. I'm scared of these. Yeah, but okay. So the elect- you can actually move the mouse with your muscles. Is that the whole idea? No, 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 they're not connected. The mouse is nothing but a little hole to put your thing into. Uh, wait. Well, if you're doing that with mice, I'm going to call the SPCA. <laughs> right? Somebody explain this to me. I still don't get it. Okay, so, so, so does this give you a massage or does it make no. your muscles stronger? Sort of more like a massage. You ever heard of a TENS unit? No. Yeah. Look at the picture at the top. It's guys flexing his, bi- his bicep. It yeah. stimulates your muscles and, and promotes growth, but it's supposed to actually feel good and relax you at the same time. It feels a lot like getting an electric shock, though. And it has nothing to do with your mouse. Well, yeah. it looks like the no, buttons your mouse on wheel the mouse, controls it. Yeah. looks like the buttons on your mouse can actually turn on and off or turn up and down the... Oh, geez. This is really strange. Well, there's two buttons. There's a power button, so that obviously turns it on and off. And then there's a button that has arrows in a circle. So I think that revolves the charge between the different pads. But like a sharper a... image chair. But that's yeah, just okay. a mouse, though, right? Well, it's, it's just the mouse. But the mouse... Provides the USB plug that powers these things. But, you know, uh, five volts, mm-hmm. five volts at like 200 milliamps, that's all a USB port can generate. Yeah. These things can't possibly no. do anything. Well, they could no. have, they could charge it up with a capacitor and then discharge it once every like 
20 minutes. But it's supposed to be very subtle electrodes. It's, well, uh, you, you have to keep them on all day. <laughs> no, but you're su- it ain't that subtle. <laughs> no, but if it's subtle, then you can keep it on all day, right? Well, I guess, yeah. I'm just imagining all the places you could put these little pads. Or would want yeah, to. Yeah, I, I got a store for you that I'll give you a link to someday. Uh, maybe not. Never mind. So, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Should we just get moving? Let's yeah, this, right. this is pretty wrong. All right. I don't know. Let's go straight to something extraordinarily stupid. What do you think? <laughs> of course. Directly to the stupid. Now that we've seen the bizarre. Yeah, yeah since the mouse not is not stupid, stupid enough. Here's something really stupid. Shrinkster.com slash 5P6. 5P6. The fine site of Ananova. Oh, man. And their Good. section on clothing for chickens. <laughs> what? Clothing for chickens. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's a chicken in a shirt on this website. No! What is it's this? It's not just clothing. It's fashion clothing. Yeah, so this is stylish. I mean, they, they're doing designer so, shows with chickens. This is f***ed. <laughs> How does the chicken poop? Well, I think there must, must be an opening in the back. I really like the fact that it's in red and white leather, so it matches the KFC signs. Oh, <laughs> man. Good Lord. Uh, I'd hook one of those mouse electrodes up to that chicken. That's <laughs> what you should do. Mm, maybe it'll slow cook it. cooked. Slow. Like a big crock pot. Very, very, very slow. slow. <laughs> Did you see that chat room comment? I don't think that's what Betty Crocker means by dressing the bird. <laughs> oh, God. Thanks, Jason. Awesome. Really. That's the- enough of that. Let's move yeah. on. You got enough of that? Okay, one more animal animal story here. Sorry, I'm a little Animal s- story. A little slow here. Animal-related technology. This one is pretty cool. Shrinkster.com slash 5P7. Gizmag. Gizmag? It looks like Gizmag, but it's a Gizmag. It all depends on what you're thinking about, isn't it? Whoa. So what this is, is a robotic dolphin that you ride in. Uh, So essentially, uh, you set yourself up in a submarine that's dolphin-shaped and high-powered and is capable of swimming at a very high speed to the point where it'll actually accelerate its entire self out of the water. Cool. Isn't that something? And punctures bathers on the beach, right? (laughs) Sunbathers. Do some serious That's injury. That's just an added benefit. This is really That's strange. Gravy. I actually love it. It's pretty uh, It's pretty spectacular. Does it actually swim with its tail moving back and forth like a real dolphin? Uh, or does it have some kind of jet no. power? It, it basically, what you're really looking at is a water, modified waterproof jet ski that is shaped like a dolphin. So it says it's got a V8 motor. So it's a boat, basically. Oh, yeah. it doesn't go under. No, no, no. It does go underwater. It's quite submersible, right? It just has the limited air supply, the same way that you do with a jet ski. It won't stay underwater for long, but certainly you can do very dolphin-y moves. Cool. That is very cool. Yeah. How much is that? Uh, well, right. They're still, they've only got the prototype there, and he's renting out the prototype. He's taking people for rides on it. It's a two-seater. So uh, there's discussion about making a production unit that will eventually be for sale. Cool. Yeah, that's going to like get sued out of existence real quick. Yeah. You know what would be really fun, though, is to take this thing out into the ocean and, you know, start messing with real dolphins with it. <laughs> you know, play recordings of little mating sounds and, you know, try to mount dolphins from behind with this thing. You or- don't want to be around sharks that eat dolphins, though. <laughs> That's right. Or get caught in a tuna net. 
But you could you oh, could swim geez. around people, you know, with just the dorsal fin sticking out of the water. Wouldn't that, that would suck, be fun. Carl? You'd like be like, oh, you'd be sitting down eating lunch one day. Man, poor Mark. We we never saw him again after he went out with that dolphin thing <laughs> and eating your little tuna fish sandwich. <laughs> and I, I start talking to you from the sandwich, Carl. It's me. <laughs> oh God, that's a <laughs> weird. <laughs> sort My of... sandwich wow. is talking. You huh. need to. Where did that come yeah. from? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. See too far. Carl, I had a terrible accident. Part of me survived. Yeah, I was going to say, this is why you don't breathe in while you're putting the gas in your car, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. But on a related topic, not far from what you were just talking about, take a look at shrinkshare.com. From talking sandwiches. Yeah. (laughs) Shrinkshare.com slash 5P8 actually will lead you to a story from last year about Fabian Cousteau. This is the grandson of... Jacques Cousteau, who has built a giant shark that he rides inside of with a scuba with rebreathing superheroes, so no bubbles, and he's been getting footage of sharks unlike any that any anybody else has seen because it's able to uh, basically swim with the sharks. Wow! The, the whole idea here is that the sharks think it's sort of a brain damaged, oversized version of themselves, mm-hmm. which kind of reminds me of a girl I once knew, but that's a different issue. The interesting piece is right at the end. When he was testing, there's a bit on testing it. Here, let me read the piece. He has some uh, pictures for when he was first testing it. Uh, Fabian explained that after a few days of shooting the sharks had, and they had accepted this rather interesting specimen as one of their school, the dive team on the Calypso, probably getting bored, decided to make the robotic shark acrobatic and injured. Consequently, a large female turned on the shark and gave it a death blow, which is a bite to the gills. She came back for several more bites and completely destroyed the robotic shark. So this is the whole point is he built this robotic version and then built one that he can ride in. And the ride in one, you just don't want to swim erratically because they'll rip you to shreds. Wow. wow. That was smart of him. Yeah, it's very clever that he, they learned that little tidbit before he got inside it. <laughs> You want to swim the right way. Yes. Mm. Yeah. That's a little bit of pressure. Swim right or I will eat you. Yeah. Listen, Fabian, blend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One word for you. Blend in. Okay. Blend. In the area of bizarre technology that I have to explain to you from other news stories, and hopefully in the near future this website will be fully operational, take a look at shrinkster.com slash 5P9. 5P9er. So this is going to take you to a website called Sonair Technologies, and they make a product called Babbel. Hmm. Now, there's no more information here, but if you go searching for Babbel and Herman Miller or Sonair, you're going to hear a story about a device that's designed to make your conversations private without walls. What the, the gizmo does... It's the cone of silence. It's the cone of silence, yeah. except that it disguises the sound with noise. Is cone of silence something people know? Yeah, that yeah. would be from uh, Get, Get Smart. Smart. Get Smart, yeah. The, of course. It's a geek thing. Come on. <laughs> Where have you been? Yeah, I think <laughs> I find it very weird that uh, that I know that reference and, and Karen doesn't. Yeah, that's kind of strange, Karen. Agent 99? There you yeah. Go. yeah. Now you're getting it. Ah, yes, the old babble trick. <laughs> oh man so the difference here is that what this does actually is is as you're speaking into the phone it then repeats fragments of the voices that it made that you've made and causes them to be garbled to anyone else listening you don't hear it it's low noise to you it's directional outward from past your conversation so that nobody else can understand what you're saying 
How unlikely does that this. sound? So I wear this device and, and you wear this device this thing and we ab- sit across from each other and only we can understand each <laughs> other? No. That would be something totally different. This right. is for phone conversations only. This is designed for phone conversation oh. in a cubicle, right? Uh, so I'm in a cubicle. I don't want people to overhear my conversation. Okay. I can't get an office because, hey, I'm in a cubicle. <laughs> so sure. I get a babble. And I put the speaker up on this edge of my cubicle, and it screws up everything okay. I'm saying to everyone else. That is wild. They're like, Richard's not getting any work done. He's not making any sense yeah. all no. day over there. All day. Just, Pretty soon, they come for you in a rubber truck. Yeah. <laughs> About 500 bucks when it finally ships. Wow. Involved with Herman Miller and Sony. I was kind of thinking they were yeah, doing the equivalent of noise reduction. And they would they would like record what you were saying, and then and then that would be the true signal that would be sent out broadcast to a receiver, like even in the same room. And then they'd have a giant big ass speaker that you wear that would put you know the equivalent you know inverse waves of whatever you just said to make it completely silent. Mark, <laughs> Mark, put the crack pipe down, man. Just put the crack pipe down, Mark. Dude, you told me it would help me, you you know, reduce my dependency on caffeine. I think you've gone overboard. You've gone to the dark side, man. Just put it down. All right, I'm putting it down. It's back up again. Back up again. <laughs> okay, it's that's why they call it crack. <laughs> and in case uh, all those gamers out there don't know, there's a new version of Quake coming. Quake 4 is on its way. You can get it at Quake4, the number 4, game.com. You can take a look at a trailer of the next version of Quake 4. And I just got to throw that in there because I like a little first-person shooter once in a while. And Doom 3 engine, trailer. right? Yep. Same, our friends at id have taken the Quake story and gone to another level with it. Boy, this is exciting. Well, look at the footage. The guy's totally got a hot. mech. He's got a All mech. All right, mechs are cool. Mechs are cool. Especially back in 1999 when we played freaking those mech games. Yeah, it was about time we got an update of a mech. Yeah, really? Hey, check out shrinkster.com slash 5PA, Papa Alpha. Papa Alpha. Yeah, Papa Daddy. Alpha. Papa Alpha. Ooh, that's sexy. Gotta take you to... I'm gonna to... pop a Alpha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, very I nice. I think you just popped an Alpha. I'm gonna pop a Beta. <laughs> Is that an Alpha in your pocket? Oh, man. Papa. So what this look at this this is a new generation Jeep. This is their the the Mar- the Marines are testing a replacement for the Humvee. Okay. Which would be kind of interesting, except this is electric vehicle with secondary power sources. And the most important thing to me as a geek is that it uses in-hub electric wheel motors. Oh, that's cool. Now, that's hugely that's important as far as I'm concerned. Because if you think about all the new car technology that we've been talking about, the sort of futuristic car like GM's shoe car, the real low-profile yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, that uses all, the same thing. The, well, in theory it does, but they didn't well, have a working one. Here is the military testing so the this technology. the power is in the wheel? No, no. Well, yeah, the, the thrust is in the wheel. The, the, the power source is elsewhere. But when you act, the fact is it's a four-wheel drive because it has four motors, one in each wheel. Wow. Yeah, I love that technology. It's, there's yeah. so much room for goodness there. Yeah, there's so much possibility. One of the things they're saying is this vehicle is substantially smaller than a Humvee. It'll fit into a V22 Osprey, yet has the same carrying capacity and range as a Humvee. So huh. if you were driving this thing and this thing was destroyed, everything was destroyed except for one wheel, you could still theoretically grab onto the it, spoke and hook up a battery and have it drag you around? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yep, no problem. <laughs> All right, cool. I just hey, want to make sure. Come here. <laughs> just in case I'm ever, you know, at war with one of these. Yeah. Just so you know, you have to destroy all four wheels to really destroy it. 
man. I love it, man. This is sweet. It's, I need one of these in well, blue. And for me, what it, what makes <laughs> me happy is that the, this kind of technology always trickles down, right? These guys are going to spend the millions and millions of dollars it takes to really develop the in-wheel power system, and then we'll get it eventually. This may well be the first time I've ever been happy. The first time in my lifetime I can think of a military project that I've been happy about. We're actually excited to see. Yeah. All right. I got a couple Except more to that go. thing called the internet. Yeah. Right? Oh, pss. ARPANET didn't exist in my lifetime. What are you talking about? Lies! It's yeah, a military yeah. project and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, skipping Shrinkster once again, take a look at gyroscope.com. Now, I played with gyroscopes when I was a kid. Hmm. But go to take a look at gyroscope.com. Hmm. Remember the little pull string sure. toy yeah. versions? Yeah. Go to the first option there where it says gyroscopes and then... Find the one called Super Precision Gyroscope. Right there. These guys have taken gyroscopes to the next level. This is an electric motor accelerated, perfectly balanced gyroscope that'll run seven minutes. Ooh, this is cool. Very excessive. 12,000 RPM gyroscope. It's only 65 pounds. It's about $100. Yeah, about $100. For, you know, it's expensive, but it's... But it can spin... It for spins. a long time. Yeah, you really want seven minutes of spin for your hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why Karen is not the geek. Yeah. <laughs> See, Richard and I are thinking, you know, hey, wrong. not spend a hundred bucks for seven minutes of spin. I got to tell you, man, I'd rather play drums. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather, like, I, there are so many things mm. I'd rather do than watch something spin for a hundred bucks. Hey, did you just check out the super gim- the super gyroscope gimbals? Is that that's pretty cool. I was going to talk about oh, that. that. Yeah, yeah, man. Look at sitting in balanced gimbals. That is cool. Yeah, you get some fun off angle effects with those gyroscopes. I don't know. Oh, that's kind of neat. I'm with Karen here. One more thing I'll mention on this. If you site. had it on your desk, I'd look at it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> they're very gadgety. <laughs> Uh, the Pyroball gyros. I know a few people have asked me recently where you get these things. If you've ever had problems with your wrists using computers, right? They, this is right. one of the best ways to keep your wrists in shape. Essentially, it keeps your wrists working. <laughs> there's, there's a, little there's bit a few of a other ways, but you know, this is a 12,000 RPM way. This one you won't get tired Ooh, 12, of. 12,000 RPMs. Yeah, that'll get it. you where you want to go. High velocity. So these devices basically create so much torque that they'll flex all the wrist flexors. And uh, strengthen them enough that, to help you resist uh, the uh, repetitive stress syndrome problems that a lot mm. of people typing excessively have to deal with. Mm. And finally, got to close. Well, I got a couple things to talk about, and they're both Star Wars related. And I was going to do the Darth Tater puns like, no. Luke, I am your daughter. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Trust no. your peelings. You know it to be true. No, dude. I'm going to let the Darth Tater puns go. And I got to take you to a different Darth Vader thing at imockery.com. This is a long read, and it's worth it. Shrinkster.com slash five. P is in Papa. B is in Bravo. Take you to imockery.com. Well, they'll take you through Darth's daily tragedies. And I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to say that they use my favorite line from Star Wars 3, my real feeling about the whole movie, which is, No! <laughs> And Shifty just woke up again. (laughs) (laughs) It's the dude that held up the theater. (laughs) There he is. Hey, does that mean our does that mean our show's exciting again now that Shifty's awake? (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't think so. Why can't I fit my big stupid head inside? No. no. All right. So just that you'd have to go there and see you it. Have you have to will, look at you the will side. laugh your ass off. You'll laugh and laugh. Darth Vader ordering a subway and then not being able to get it through the grate. Right. It's all about the trials and tribulations of day-to-day being Darth. It's not easy to be Darth Vader. And it always ends up with, no! Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) I like Darth Vader in a pink trench coat. Yeah, it's got a look. And that's enough toys for me this week. Oh, boy. Hey, do you guys know who Nolan Bushnell is? No. Never heard the name Nolan Bushnell? I, I've heard it. I just, I'm not remembering what it is. Nolan Bushnell. Make it tasty good. Oh, come on. I can figure this out. This is, this guy invented something, man. He invented something very important. I want to say camera or something no, like that. What did not quite that important, but important. Nolan Bushnell invented the original Pong game. Oh, oh yes, of course. That's it. The story goes that he was working for Hewlett Packard as an engineer, and they were goofing with sort of the prototype concept of a Pong machine on an oscilloscope. And he hmm. thought it was such a cool idea that he built it into a little coffee table. You remember the old Paul games? Sort of oh, sure. That yeah. whole look, that's how it started. So hmm. he built one basically out of spare parts. It was relatively inefficient, but he mm-hmm. made it work. And he put a coin slot in it, and he convinced the local pub near his place to put it into the, into hmm. the place. So he stuck mm-hmm. it in on a Friday night. And on Saturday morning, they, they called him up and said, your machine's busted. Take it away. And so he goes in trying to figure out what went wrong with it. He opens up the door on it, and it's so filled with quarters, you can't get any more quarters in it. <laughs> so he's got a hint, right? Like, hmm, what happened here? Yeah. Uh, so gee. <laughs> he basically finances a company to build 30 of these things, mm-hmm. right, on his credit cards. That's mm-hmm. all he's got is his credit cards and builds 30 of them, mm-hmm. hoping he's going to make enough to pay it off. Anybody know what the company name was? Atari. 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 You're wow. absolutely right. And guess who the... Wait, how did Karen know it was Atari? I yeah. know Atari. There I know Pong. Now, here's Pong's the kicker. Pong's my level of gaming. The second generation <laughs> unit for extra bonus points. The second generation Pong unit had the board completely redesigned in DTL to be much more efficient chip-wise because Bushnell, while being a very clever seller of technology, wasn't a particularly clever producer of technology. Any guesses who the board designer of Pong version 2 was? Maybe Jobs. Steve no, Wozniak. Wozniak. That's wow. right. That was my second answer. So, name some other finest games that uh, that Bushnell made. Asteroids. Asteroids. That's the Tetris. other big one. No, he wasn't involved with that. That was Russian, actually. That, that was a lot later on. So, he <laughs> makes a bunch of video game machines. He's quite successful with them, makes a bunch of money, decides he sells Atari to Warner Brothers, of all people, decides that the business is no longer making new games, but making money off the games. So, what's he do? Makes new games. No, he just stops making games and he makes a place to play games. You would An know arcade. it as Chuck E. Cheese. <gasps> no way. Chuck E. Cheese is Nolan Bushnell. Right? Good lord. I hate that place. So he created yeah. he sold that to <laughs> he sold that to you... Nintendo. Yeah. He sells ah. that to Nintendo. And you know, he had the most fun he had inside of, of Chuck E. Cheese was the whole animatronic, animatronic robot things, robots. Right? So what'd he do next? Disney? Disney. Teddy Ruxpin. Teddy Ruxpin. Uh, Worlds of Wonder. Teddy Ruxpin was badass. I love Nolan Teddy Bushnell Ruxpin. again. Wow. Yeah. Well, this guy like, just kept going. He's it's, the king geek. He's just knocking one thing out after he's another. Probably fairly wealthy. Oh, yeah, I know. He's got a couple of coins to rub together. No question about that. Is Karen's he hot? drooling. <laughs> he's, a, he's a couple. I yeah, smell money. He's a little older <laughs> than you now. Anyway. Well, that's perfect. The whole reason. Yeah, great. <laughs> 
So the funny part is, of course, he fell off the rails because his next project was this robot technology sort of derived from Teddy Ruxpin, which he sold off to Worlds of Wonder. And, it was called iRobot. Well, it was not iRobot, <laughs> but what it was was the you, wa- you used your robot while you watched television, while you watched a particular TV show, and the TV show would give commands to the robot to move it around. Oh, mm. that's not good. Now, he sold like a dozen of these things. It didn't go all that well. And then he vanished. the... Kill the TV watcher. Kill, Kill the, the TV yeah. watcher. Kill them all. Kill them now. And I, I figured Bushnell was gone. And he, I mean, the guy's in his 60s, right? He's not going to be doing a whole lot more. So I figured, oh, that's the end of that. Well, he just turned up in the news again. Shrinkster.com slash 5PC. So Papa Charlie takes you to... Papa Charlie. Papa Charlie. <laughs> Papa Johnson is next. Papa Charlie. There he is. Uh, you see a photo Papa of him. Johnson. That, there's... <laughs> There's Nolan Bushnell. He's not horrible. No, no, there He's he is. Not hot. And you can see like I could do that. The picture right below the top picture there Speaking is Bushnell with Waz. Steve Waz, right? And so anyway, Ruxpin. he's got a new video game, uh, uh, a new game uh, restaurant concept. So the idea is that you have these big pads and big screens, and you can play any game you want, but it's very physical, right? Hmm. It's sort of the supersized version of those stupid dance games. Yeah, yeah I like yeah. those okay. dance games. Well, there you go. Oh, take the dance. You know those are stupid. <laughs> so take like those dance too, games and take it up. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, honey. <laughs> so this is his vision of the new thing. And I've read this thing over, and I thought, you know what? This guy needs to retire because these ideas are just not that good. Hmm. There you go. No, because that's going to be an answer to the um, fat kids getting fat from watching video games. Take them out to this place and it's exercise and video games in one. That's his penance for for creating video games. Slothinizing the... uh, For for letting the Bortega Casino go without waitresses because they played too many video games. Yeah. I hate Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> I do too. It's and you're not so the only awful. one. The only way to I, take Chuck E. Cheese is with some alcohol. Have if you, you ever bring had some the... alcohol and you let the kids play? Oh, and... I've done that. Have I told you I hang out with like totally alcoholic mommies? I have this whole group <laughs> of friends. They come over for a play group the other day. It's three o'clock. They're like, we love these three o'clock play groups because you can party. drink. Yeah. They're like, Karen, go put the wine, but put them in coffee cups. I'm like, I'm okay. (laughs) Coming out with this whole tray full of coffee cups filled with wine. It was at three o'clock in the afternoon. I gotta have some bourbon. It was crazy. (laughs) But there's something in Chuck E. Cheese pizza that's incredibly addictive. Have you ever had it? Oh, it sucks. Are you kidding? No, it's disgusting. I don't like bad pizza. I don't eat bad pizza. How can you even get inside to eat it, though? Oh. Yeah, These are robots, man. They're freaky, man. <laughs> I think Richard's right about these robots, man. It's all about the robots. And, you know, speaking of robots and freaky robots, I'm not sure if it was Teddy Ruxpin or not, but somebody gave our kids um, a, a, one of these animated bears, and we turn this thing on, and, and the first thing it says is, Tell me your secrets. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, F- that. I should take it on a knife bear. and stab it right <laughs> Christmas morning, man. I'm like killing this fucking psycho robot thing. And we have psycho robot very happy Yoda. That, have but... you seen the Yoda one? Mm, oh, yes, I have. You have. Yeah, well, I have it. I love it. I press his hand all the time. Mm. It's oh. really very cool. <laughs> <laughs> Jizz mop. <laughs> whack. <laughs> and then the uh, variation, whack bastard. <laughs> A mommy humper. Oh, God. <laughs> and finally, ear 
fuzz collator. Oh, uh, what? Your fuzz collator, I yuck. said. <laughs> this is Carl Franklin saying thank you for listening to Mondays. Have a great week, and we will see you next week. Thank you.